Hi, and welcome to another episode of Cafe 21. In the hot seat today, Danny is interviewing the former rugby union player for the London Wasps and England, and the CEO of the RPA, Damien Hopley. We hope you enjoy. Hi, Damien. Thank you very much for uh, sitting down with me and giving me your time. No problem. Um, my first question for you is, as a former winger for uh, London Wasps, what was the decision to retire like at such a young age? Was this th- a difficult decision for you? or? Well, in, in many ways, the decision was made for me because I hurt my knee so badly I couldn't play again. So whilst it was a heartbreaking time for me, it also made me realise how lucky I was to sort of achieve my goals and play for Wasps and play for England and meet some great people. So even though I was 25, 26 when that all happened, uh, it was very hard for me, but also I look back now and I'm very grateful for what I did achieve in my uh, short career. Oh, thank you very much. Um, what would you say is the most pressing issue um, faced by professional rugby today for the players in professional rugby? Oh, it's a good question. I mean, there's so many things happening at the moment. Obviously, with COVID and the pandemic, uh, the, the finances of the sport are being really tested because there's no crowds allowed back in. So uh, there are some real concerns about, I guess, the sort of ongoing economics of the game. Uh, but certainly from a playing perspective, you know, as, as a professional athlete, you get to do a job you love, which is uh, probably often seen with rose-tinted specs. But all of our players, men, women, 15s, 7s, they work incredibly hard uh, to do what they do. And there's a lot of things maybe that you don't see uh, off the playing field, the, some of the mental health challenges that players have around, uh, I guess, the increased pressures they have put on them uh, as athletes. So. As the Players Association, we work trying hard to sort of promote and protect the interests of our players as much as possible and give them help, whether it's on the field, off the field, whether it's when they have to retire, hopefully at the end of a long and successful career, uh, or indeed, uh, like myself, you know, you get injured early and have to leave the game you love, which can be heartbreaking. So certainly there's a lot of things that go into professional sport that perhaps people don't see, but um, we're very fortunate. We have a great group of players who work uh, and play in England, uh, whether they are English qualified or, or overseas. So um, we try and give them as much support as possible um, to ensure that they enjoy themselves. Because I think sometimes we forget sport is about enjoying yourself and about achieving great things. And we've seen that with so many players over the years. So we try and uh, give them the best possible framework to, to express themselves and enjoy it. Oh, great. Um what was your experience like after retirement that kind of instigated your decision to form the Rugby Players Association? I guess I was um, really angry about what happened to me. I was, you know, I was 25, 26 when I, I was captain of the National Sevens team. I got a very bad injury. I went to the Rugby Union, who were the governing body, and asked them to support me. And they, in not too many words, said no. So uh, I was really angry about what had happened to me. And that inspired me in many ways to sort of do something about it. And, and I guess I was never going to be the sort of last casualty of professional sport, but there wasn't really anything in the game that was set up. So I sort of really went out of my way to sort of talk to all the international players who I knew well and I'd played with throughout the years and said, hey guys, I think we need something here that's going to protect the players. So um, uh, with their support and help, uh, you know, we had no money. We just had a voice. Uh, and I guess I was driving as, as hard as I could and I was passionate about that even though I was relatively young and just sort of kept pressing away. And slowly but surely over the last 20 years, we've, we've made some fantastic inroads in terms of looking after the players, in terms of how they're protected in the standard form contract, which is one of the best in the world, the insurance provisions. 
And I think if you, if you think about a young player coming into rugby, you know, he or she probably thinks this is fantastic. You know, I'm living the dream. I've signed my first professional contract. And it's only then you start to understand that things can actually go wrong. And uh, it's not the sort of... Uh, it's not the sort of glamorous, fast cars, champagne and all the things that perhaps people think about. So it's about hard work and dedication and things go wrong. It's like any uh, professional um, employment environment. So it's really important that we there to represent the players, support the players. And I think now as we've grown, with, there's 20 of us who are working at the Players Association, uh, working across a whole myriad of issues. Um, whether So whether you're 17 as your academy player or you're, at the end of your career, you know, the Players Association uh, is there to support the players and look after them and do what we can to help them because every single athlete, when they retire, they have to get a job. It's the most extraordinary thing, you know. Um, any any sort of sportsman or woman has to go and get another job. So we do a huge amount of work in that area trying to help them find their lives and passions after rugby. So, yeah, it was... It was uh, it's been a passion project for me since the get-go, and I'm very lucky. I've got a fantastic team who work around all of these areas. So um, the, the players are also very lucky that that they have a great team looking after their interests. Yeah, I bet that's it's just if when you're all your life is professional rugby, and then injury hits you, which you're not expecting, it's just such a change of just such a change of life. It I, I'm support's really important for that, I guess. Yeah, it really is, and I think that you know if you look at the number of players who've had to retire early due to injury. Or just, you know, in, in as the game gets more and more competitive, they just lose a contract and maybe a player will fit in at one club, won't fit in another club or the other way around. So, uh, you know, it's, it can be a bit sort of hit and miss in terms of how players find their feet within the professional game. But I think what's really important is they know that there's someone there to look after them. So whether it's a case of very serious injury, like someone like Ed Jackson um, has suffered Michael Fatialofa recently in, in Worcester, uh, whether it's a very serious injury or indeed it's something as in they lose their contract form, what have you. It's just so important those players don't get forgotten about. And that's yeah. really our role, to work with them. Because, you know, when you have to hand back your boots and your tracksuit, that's that. You, you then have to sort of think about, OK, what next? And through the work of our uh, colleagues, we're doing a lot of work in that space to try and help players think about what life after rugby looks like. Oh, yeah, it's great work that you're doing. Um, yeah, thank great. you very much for sitting down with me. And I really appreciate the chance to get to talk to you. No problem. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Cafe 21. You can catch the visuals to the Hot Seat Collection on our YouTube or on our IGTV page at STGC 2021. And tickets for our live conference happening on the 16th of October are now live on Ticketmaster. Check out our website, sportsdayglobalconference.com for more information. See you there.